Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. This week, we have something a little bit different, don't we, Clayton? Well, this is kind of an extra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we decided to do a bonus episode on our favorite romance movies. And we have a special guest, Jalen Sala, all the way from Egypt, a visionary artist and writer, to help us out with this one. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this is going to be yes, fun. Yes, we're happy to have you, Jalen. <laughs> sorry, so, <laughs> It's going to be chaotic. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's so awesome, and I'm just so happy to be here. Uh, because I really love your podcast and I really love Clay, so yeah. Oh, thank you. I like you too. Oh, well, yeah. Screw Sean. Yeah, I get it. No, 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 and my kidding. baby Sean, of course. I want to know Sean more. Come on, I need me more Sean in my life. I just absolutely. I, I tell I him to get Twitter on the social. Thing. Yeah, I tell him to get on the socials more. But, you need you know. to e-socialize, Sean. Here I am telling you. I know, yes. I know. I'm working on it. I've been getting better. I just, when I get home from work, sometimes I'm just like, I am just going to veg out in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't live, he doesn't live on Twitter like the rest of us. It's really sad. Probably much healthier, but you know. <laughs> Come on, there are cool places to be. So I'm inviting you to just live with us a little bit in this crazy Everse. And trust me, you'll love it. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely am trying. I'm getting a little bit better at it. I check it more than like once a day now. So <laughs> we're up to like four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get on and sometimes it's like shun like 15 of your tweets from three days ago, and I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> oh goodness, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's usually every day, and then I just. Re- you pop up in my like for you thing so it's always like you've got all these notifications from clayton and i'm like okay well that's funny (laughs) well that's funny too (laughs) oh i like that one so if i don't like something yours i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) stop being somebody i i like and respect i guess (laughs) (laughs) so what we did we each picked our five favorite romantic movies And we're just going to go through our list and talk about them. Some of our lists might overlap with each other because, you know, the greats are the greats. Um, And we're just going to talk about why we like them or why the others of us don't like them. Um, Since you are our special guest, do you want to start out with with, uh, one of yours? Okay. I'm going to start with The Crow. Okay. Fine. Mm. It's my favorite romantic movie ever. So... I'm just going to start with this one and go bango. What a good choice. I had never seen it. I didn't know it had anything <gasps> to do with romance. Oh, it's a really <laughs> great movie. I've I've had that reaction every time I hear that, Jaden. Like, it is, it's just so good. And I think you would love the movie, to be honest with you, Clayton. Really? Yeah. It just I always weirded would. me out because I'm like, oh, he got killed on set. That's creepy. Yeah, and, but it's, it's kind of a, sorry, I don't mean to jump in on you Jalen, but it's very much like a tribute to him I know. in a lot of ways and i think that it it makes it its staying power goes even higher because of it because it is a very fitting tribute and honestly it would have made brandon lee a huge star like without it and i think i think it's just one of those it's it, it still lives 
but I'm going to let you and talk about it. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wait a minute, Javon. I'm crazily <laughs> in love that you just love it like me. So now Sean is going to be my favorite. <laughs> okay, now I'm weighing the options. So. <laughs> well, I will say. I you guys. Know you- I know your picks, and one of them might split that because I really love it, and Sean does not. So. Okay, now let's see what Sean has to say about it. But what I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> and everybody who hasn't seen The Crow, I know it might sound crazy that I have it as a romantic movie, but it is really such a poetic, romantic, gothic tale. I don't see it as a violent movie. I don't see it as an action or a comic movie. I see it as a romance. It's just so dark, but this is what romance is to me in some aspects. You know, like. Romance is not always peach and fluffy and warm and kind. It's something that comes from inside you. So sometimes it comes in the darkest ways. So the crowd just has this dark side of love for me. So yeah. And and also it's a very good unrequited tale. And a tale that is a tragedy. Kind of like all the great tragedies of romantic stories. So I totally have it as my favorite. I just watched it and said, wow, what a tribute to my Valentine's like lists or whatever because i watched it recently so yeah no absolutely and it's and it is it's very much almost like a goth a gothic opera like it's very much like the tragedy but it's beautiful it's visually amazing like and like you said there's just such a heart and such a love to it and it's there's multiple forms of love in it that i i i love because there's also a friendship that's also part of the main you know like like you have your main romance but you also have like the friendship between you know eric and sarah exactly. which is also a, a you know love that's in a different way so i i absolutely agree with you i think this is a fantastic pick thank you i think i need to watch it <laughs> yes. um i think we need to cover it so Shailen, are we putting you down for that one? Yeah, yeah. Get, get okay. me. Guys, I will, I will talk and I won't let you talk. I won't okay. stop talking about it. Come on, have me. <laughs> Absolutely. I, it's, it's been on my list to be on it, so I now I just don't have to ask anybody else to be on it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> just my lucky day, guys. How about it is you, nice to have it. Um, so, I'm going out of order. I'm just going to... Uh, Okay, so I will pick for my first uh, choice to throw in the ring, Silver Linings Playbook. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I know Sean has seen that. Have you seen that? I love Silver Linings Playbook. I saw it, and I love Tiffany Sharp. Tiffany is my favorite. So I love this because I relate to it. <laughs> Me too. Um, oh, man, I relate to Tiffany so much. Yes. <laughs> uh i'm on a lot of meds i get it it's just (laughs) and it was just so fun watching it seeing those type of characters portrayed on screen without judgment and how they worked their way of uh, their you know neurotic ways and just were right for each other and it makes me so happy every single time i think it is a beautiful love story of finding love through all the bullshit life throws at you and made me feel a little bit better that maybe my little crazy ass would be able to find somebody who would appreciate it, just like Tiffany. So that's what I'm throwing in. No, it's a really good pick. I I love Silver Linings Playbook as well. I think it's a really, it's very good. It's not, 
it's not an overstated film and that's one of the things i love about it is they very much like are they loud and boisterous yes but like the love of it uh, the love in it grows and i like that a lot like it's not one that's just like oh it's instant romance you know like it is one that they build to it and i think it makes it all the more powerful for the ending mm-hmm. i totally agree i totally agree i do too Another good choice. You guys are fooling out ones I wasn't expecting, but I'm loving this. But I, I, I'm like, I, I think for me, like, for me, like <laughs> Tiffany is, you know, why I love Silver Linings Playbook is because Tiffany kind of like embodies a part of me that I think is so wild in love. And to see her for the first time on the screen, I was like, wow, finally they make a woman who is just so adamant and ferocious about her love. You know, like she just, she grabs him, you know what I mean? Into her world, into her mm-hmm. chaos. Yes, he is like her. They could be like, their own versions of crazy but her version of crazy is just out there you know what i mean and for a woman to be that i don't know wild and unhinged it was something that made me feel like wow i'm less alone uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and i'm not that weird bitch <laughs> same <laughs> uh, that scene in the diner when she just sweeps everything off the table and it's oh. like it's so crazy for you. With the dead ass, but I, I, I love this shit. And I think it happened to me like once or twice. So yeah, you can feel like, wow. So finally, I relate to one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Where I she's hurt and she like, just... man, I relate to this so hard. <laughs> and you know, like, wow, finally a breakup where she doesn't like quietly go and cry or whatever. Or give him a speech. Like she throws things in her face. Finally. Wow, they're protecting us. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I honestly you're not even wrong it's such a good movie though <laughs> it is i love it i love it so much so uh, jylan what is your next pick for us oh i don't get to give my first uh Sean, Sean, first. what is yours i haven't gotten for you, oh, you, you haven't done one yet you sent me <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess Sorry, I'm just going to go off your guys' list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rush so you can get to work. Sorry. Uh, forgot. No, it's forgot okay. all about you. <laughs> We're so you what see is what I have to deal with, Shiloh? <laughs> oh, man, the things I do for love. <laughs> exactly. So I am going to start off with a gothic uh, romance as well, and I have Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, my um and i so to get it all in my head what i wanted to say i wrote little snippets of what (laughs) which are gonna sound like the back of a box so if they do i'm sorry but i wrote uh speaking of forever uh, coppola's version of the classic bram stoker tale delivers a romance that actually deepens the story and makes the title character a tragic character gary oldman shines as the lovelorn count who crosses oceans of time to find his one true love a gothic opera, I find this to be the definitive version of the story, sorry Bella, and never fails to make me believe in forever. Aww. Awesome. <laughs> like I said, they're like the back of boxes, but I was just like, I, I, I was trying to figure out why like, I picked the ones I picked, because I was going through and I wrote down probably 30 movies that I was like, I love all of these. And then... I trimmed it down to 20, and then I trimmed it down to 8, and then 8 was ridiculously hard. Like, I still have, and then I wrote each of these, and I decided which ones I liked through that. So, I just, I really love this movie. I think it's visually beautiful, but I also think it's haunting and 
just incredible. I think it's very underrated for what it is. Underrated? I feel like this movie... A lot of people don't talk about it as much. Like, a lot of people who are in many, like, horror circles, like, they'll talk about it. But as a love story, I think it's kind of knocked under the knocked under the rug a little bit. Like, we could talk all about, like, the costumes, which, I mean, Aiko Ishioka. Like, that was the most deserved Oscar, I think, ever. Um, and, I mean, it's just it's just so well done. But you don't really hear about the romance aspect of it. And I think this movie really does it captures like a like the tragic feel of love for me and i just i really enjoy this movie totally agree it's a great movie and a great way for winona to shine too and mm-hmm. oh, yes. i really wanted her to ditch jonathan's ass just to be with dracula of course so whatever for me, I just want her to be like, who's he? Go away. Because, yeah, I love Keanu so much. Of course, my favorite, what is it called? My pri- own private Idaho is one of my favorite movies of all time. But oh, it's so here, good. I can just dip him in whatever. You know, like, no. <laughs> Go to Dracula. Come on. Yeah. Or hook well, up with Dracula's one of those a lives. little toxic. So, I mean, I get why at the end. But, like, you know, it's, it is. He I is think a little a- toxic, but he crossed oceans of time for her so yeah or hook up with one of the brides like for, uh, if i was mina i would hook up with one of the brides you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> give it to me girls come on that's the guy yeah seriously you I mean, might have a, you might have a better time of forever that way <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you're gonna live forever you can't tie yourself down to one person <laughs> exactly <laughs> imagine like one really eternity come on let's you got a group or something. Let's start the orgy. You know what I mean? Like, come on, let's get it over with. Orgy starts at eight. <laughs> Man, that would be right when they're waking up. That's a bad time for an orgy. Let's do an orgy at like one. <laughs> <laughs> they got to work up their appetite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, orgy first thing and you wake up just sounds awful. I'm not going to lie. No, no, I think first thing I'm out of the coffin. Sounds- <laughs> I haven't even had time to brush your teeth. Like, no, no. To, imagine the vampire's breath. I remember reading a story, Vampire's Breath, when I was little. And I was like, ugh, why would anyone want to get this? It was a horror story, I think. I was like, ugh, no thanks. Even if it's going to give me, you know, like, superpower or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like when people breathe on me. So, no. I don't yeah. like it at all. I'll pass. Ugh, you know, like. me out. But there are other ways, you know, like, to explore in an orgy. Like, we don't have to face each other, guys. Especially with the brides. You know, like, you work your way, girls. You work your way. <laughs> uh, how about your second pick, Jylan? Moonlight. Ooh, good choice. Good one. Goodness. Like, what is this scene? What is this influence of Wong Carway? What is this Chiron character? How can he be so... You know, like unexpected and and vulnerable and loving and burned and vulner and just weak and and beautiful. You know, like everything about him, I love him. I totally connect with his journey, and he's someone who is really different from me. And the the idea that this kind of like long romance that spans you know like years and stuff like that and distances with heaven, the icon of his affection, the way that he fantasizes about this God. I mean, for me, Moonlight is one of the most the heightened viewing experience I've ever seen. 
it is wonderful. I love Moonlight now. <laughs> I will admit, I held a little bit of a grudge with it for a while. Um, oh, why? Because La La Land won- or didn't oh, win. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, the I Oscars get it. debacle when La La Land was announced for Best Picture, and then I was like, that's what I wanted to win that year. So I was like, yes! And I went out of the room for a minute and came back in the room when they were announcing that actually it was a mistake and Moonlight won. And I was a little upset about it for a couple years. (laughs) Sad part is that's not even false. It was a while. Yeah, literally a couple years. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? It's fine. People remember La La Land even if it didn't win. And it's just fine. And Moonlight is also beautiful and deserved that win. So, I, I do love. What you mean. Like for me, Moonlight is more like Sundance, Sundance vibe, can vibe, and La La Land is very Oscar material. Like for me, even I, I, I don't think I was happy when it won. I felt like, why? You know, like La La Land is your your crowd. You know what I mean? Like the Academy's crowd. So mm-hmm. for me, I totally understand what you mean. Like, yeah, even I really love Moonlight and I'm not really a huge fan of La La Land I felt like La La Land should have won to be honest because thank you <laughs> Moonlight is not that I don't know it's not an academy movie you know like Moonlight is just maybe you go to this forgotten theater and watch with your friend you know like it's not meant for all those glorious moments so I just love it because it's this it is it's absolutely beautiful and I mean, it is a story that hasn't really ever been told or had never been told on on screen before. And like, as much as I love La La Land, like we've seen La La Land, kind of like an idea of La La Land. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the ending of La La Land a little bit more because I think it's a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> like, I love both of them. But for me, that was La La Land's year for me yeah, as yeah. well. But like, I did. I understood why Moonlight won. I think it's an absolutely beautiful tale. It is gorgeous. It makes me... It it really depends on my mood, which one I'm going to watch. Um, totally. What kind of love I want to feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a love for every time. Imagine being in the mood for the crow, for example. Like, now it's my crow moment. <laughs> Just watching all the slaves and the old valentines. Uh, I want to feel devastated. I'm going to watch Moonlight. I just want to feel really happy and just in love with the power of the movies. I'm going to watch La La Land. (laughs) Yes. How about your second pick, Clayton? Uh, My second pick will be another non... Well, actually, it did win an Oscar. Um, (laughs) Call Me By Your Name. Um, I I knew this was coming. Yeah. I would not... (laughs) I would not have a top five romance list without Call Me By Your Name on it. I understand the things people think are problematic about it. Um, But for me... Oh my god, Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. Clayton would do very, very bad things to him. Um, Oh man, me with Austin Butler, you go. Oh, I have noticed your Austin. We can have them in the movie together. Please, let them yeah. play a romance. Oh my goodness. I'd go with yeah, play. Austin Butler <laughs> can just replace Army Hammer in the second one. Yes, yes, um, thank you. Thank you. Please, Luca. Listen, listen to these people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I love Call Me By Your Name, not just because of the Timothy of it all. It really, although that doesn't hurt, Call Me By Your Name really just recaptured that feeling of your first love and heartbreak when you're just kind of figuring things out and was able to evoke and capture that in such a way that I've never seen before or since in a film. And when I want to feel that again and go back to that time, I watch Call Me By Your Name. Love it. Love it so much. And that ending scene makes me ball. It's phenomenal. Oh, the fire. <laughs> yes, when Timothy Chalamet just looks into the fire and cries for like five minutes. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think this movie is beautiful. Um, and it, it really does recapture the like first love quality um i i understand the problematics of it because it is a little bit problematic um but like it's also in like for me it just i understand elio a lot it's simply because like i not to toot my own horn but like i've always been a pretty intelligent guy so like to be feel like you're more mature than you actually are and then learn like as you're going what love is through it like it's it's really resonating you know what it really captures too the idea of all the details like you know when you have your first love or your summer love like for me i would always have these summer love stories that end by summer you always have the details you know like the the sounds and the sensations and the water on your body and everything even the way you touch the way you kiss everything just stays so for me it captured this essence of having all the senses working when you're in love in a certain situation or at a certain age when you're like still grappling with who you are and what you're discovering so it just captures a moment for me and it captures a sensation for me so it's just magical it is luca films it so beautifully i think it's the most sensual movie i've ever seen Agreed. Uh, so what's next <laughs> uh so my next one is going to be i'm jumping around too because apparently that's what i do <laughs> um i'm going with sleepless in seattle which we actually covered for the podcast this week too um or whenever this comes out it might be the week before whenever uh right <laughs> <laughs> um i really like usually i'm a big fan of a tragic romance like those tend to be some of my favorites but like i really love sleepless in seattle um it's sweet but it's not sappy like it's clever and it's romantic and it never like even with like the loss of you know like tom hanks's wife in the beginning it never becomes maudlin either yeah like it always just feels like it's a it's a correct like showing of bereavement and like romance and love and uh, i just you know nora nora efron like directs directs the crap out of it and you know it provides like a really beautiful like emotional and narrative experience and i mean tom hanks and meg ryan (laughs) you you can't go wrong (laughs) screen couple for the ages wow and nora is just amazing i i love nora 
Oh, I'm absolutely. so sad. I was so sad when she died. I was like, no more Nora scripts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she died so young, too. Yeah, exactly. It's so sad. Like, I feel like we could have gotten another one or two of these guys out of her. <laughs> Maybe one more with Tom Hanks and Ben Especially Bradley. since all the stars are coming back to do romantic comedies again. It's like, man, we could have gotten another one with Tom and Meg. And it oh, would well. have been at least well written, other than the mostly trash that he's thrown at us these days, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of them are not great. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need a better romance. We need a romance that we are going to write, the three of us, but just it will be R-rated, I guess. That's okay. I, I do like a good R-rated romance. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it will be extreme. Like, if anybody listens to this depraved conversation, it'll be like, oh, watching romance with these guys? No thanks. No one's here behind the wheel, dude. <laughs> three of you are depraved and crazy. I can feel my romance just not going to the target audience, obviously. I mean, would you want a romance that wasn't depraved? (laughs) No. Uh, It sounds nice on paper, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) To get them to do the stuff itself. Alrighty. How about your third pick, Shyla? Okay, I don't know if you're gonna love it, but it's You've Got Mail. <laughs> Why do you hate You've Got Mail? You gotta tell me. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so, <laughs> in the episode, I went on like probably a 15 minute, well, it was probably a 10 minute rant about why I didn't like it, but I don't like I feel the like fact it was that longer than that. <laughs> was it? Maybe. Um, I just, I feel like the movie takes away Meg Ryan's agency at the end, and I really don't yeah. love that. Yeah, you don't like it. So you spend the whole movie developing these two as like they're bitter enemies in real life, but like in like in the like in the email world, like they're in love with each other. Awesome, got it, great. Don't love that, but get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, Tom Hanks knows who she is, and then he insinuates himself into her life, like like coming in, like he he like breaks basically breaks into her apartment when she's sick which also annoyed the shit out of me um and like he insinuates himself into her life and then plays both sides against her so he's essentially gaslighting her from both sides like he's sending her messages but then he's talking about those messages as somebody else with her and i it it really bothers me like it just it takes away all of her agency and it makes her kind of the brunt of the joke like yes she ends up with the man she loves and she wished it was him blah 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 but like i don't think the film devotes enough time for that to pay off for me like he just it's basic because that's like the last 15 minutes of the movie it's like she's lost her she's lost her livelihood she's lost her mom's store and then he's just like oh i'm coming in with daisies like you know and then they end up becoming friends and then it's like bam love and it's like oh like i don't i don't know if i could let it go (laughs) so that's where i'm at like for me it's also like she became part of the fox empire which i hate you know like her individuality her small score her just independence but it feels like probably because for me i just feel like the guys like him maybe i didn't want her to love a guy like him you know like a guy who's so powerful and rich and whatever and you know like he takes in this gullible white-eyed girl 
who hasn't been out a lot like there are conversations in this movie which is why i totally love it because i love her character so much you know the way she just opens up about you know not accomplishing her dreams most of the time she lives her life through relating to fictional characters more than real life situations she hasn't been out a lot and it feels like me like he engulfed her into his world but the idea of their you know like exchanging the words the way she would describe her small world the way she was just at least she stood up for herself away she tried so hard to fight for her dream and to stand up for herself yes she lost at the end and this i felt was a realistic thing because i've seen it probably in my life people losing small businesses you know like to mega corporates and how you would somehow go and stand by them and you'd feel the energy and yet in the end you just lose because this is fucking life you know so probably Mm -hmm. why i still love it although i didn't (laughs) like i like the joe fox character without the joe fox empire which makes him a christian ray kind of guy you know like they're all the same but at the same time i just um i I cannot you know what, what i mean i cannot just hate it i cannot just not love it I just love it for all the reasons that I stated, despite no, you know, I, me being very anti-capitalist, to be honest. No, absolutely. And honestly, I don't knock anybody for loving it. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it wasn't for me. And know, like, can... I had only seen it for the first time back in like November. So I mean, like, Ooh. for me, it's not a movie I had ever grown up with or knew about. Like, so when I got to it, I'm, I was very much just like, mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, like, it was one of those, I was like, it irks me, and I don't really know why. And it's funny because, like, I, I actually voiced it. That was the, like, I was thinking of my argument as I was doing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm right. Like, I, well, for me, I'm right. But, like, <laughs> you know, I yeah. I get where you're coming from. And I know a lot of people love it. And I think it. I think it's a very well-made movie. It's just yeah. not for me. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm not saying you were wrong, Sean, and not to rehash this again. But... I agree with you, Jalen. It is quite wonderful. I love the dialogue. I think it's beautiful. It's probably one of the ones I watch more than any other romantic comedy. I did not put it on my list because I was like, I'm just not even going to get into it again with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) No more. Thanks, Sean. (laughs) Hey, I... Listen, uh, like I said, I try not to uh, to disparage against movies. Like, I don't like, if I don't like something, I'll give you my reasons why, and I'm passionate because I'm passionate. But, like, have I ever, like, faulted you for li- really liking something? I feel like, like you did for You've Got Mail. <laughs> no, I never said that. Other than that, I was like, have I ever heard yeah. Yeah, I was like, I've never done that. I didn't even think I did that too. then. I was just like, I don't like this movie. These are my reasons why. I They're just myriad for me. <laughs> A myriad, nice. I knew you would say that. <laughs> yes, they're just, and so I completely understand and I know a lot of people love it. It's just not for me. And maybe if I watch it again someday, I will, maybe I'll get more maybe i'll appreciate it more but for now it is it is not going to make my top five <laughs> i still hold out hope that you'll fall in love with it yeah at least <laughs> just before the end you know what i mean like until the part she just leaves the shop or right sometimes i do this with movies like the ending is so stupid i'll just stop at this time i'll stop at this instant and not continue the movie i did it i think with this show supernatural i watched till season five and pretended they didn't make another 10 seasons 
Like for me, this is how the story ended. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, I don't care what you do. Out on a lot. Are you serious? No, I just stopped because it was so complete for me. Like this, the fifth season. So I didn't. Uh, the fifth season, no. I think, was where it was originally supposed to end. But I will say, yeah. it did for the most part stay excellent and give some of its best episodes right up till the very end. I I yeah. <laughs> How about your third pick, Clayton? So for my third pick, I'm going with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that made my six. <laughs> oh, it all just barely didn't make. Just it barely touched it. It's like barely, got, like number six is where that one sat for me. Uh, why? Well, um, <laughs> so after my first really awful breakup, I sat and watched Eternal Sunshine, I believe for the first time, and I bawled and watched it over and over for like a whole weekend and was like, I just wish I could erase someone out of my head. Like, why isn't this real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, this is the point, like, it doesn't help anything, you know, forgetting stuff. And I just think it's a really beautiful, nuanced story of, you know, the messiness of love and if things don't work out and the hopefulness of, you know, what's the harm of trying? And the performances are just across the board amazing. It always makes me cry. It makes me laugh. It's beautiful and dark and sad and funny and it's just really everything I want out of a love story. It's a love story for grown-ups. And I totally, I really like about it too is that it gives you these moments which you feel like even if the relationship ended or ended horribly, sometimes you can hold on to a moment and think, hmm, yeah, but this moment was great regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like the part when they were on the lake, on the frozen lake and he was like, this is exactly where I have to be. You feel like, yes, even if he broke up with her and the breakup was nasty, he would want this moment. He wouldn't reciprocate it with someone else. So, like, for me, I don't know, I just, I love it. How it glorified these moments and how sometimes even you, deep down, maybe years after everything ended, you would come back to a moment and think, hmm, really, this was one, this was real. This was beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, like, you can't have a high without a low like in a lot of ways so i mean like yes a relationship can be turbulent and sometimes there are no like some people won't find a high but like in some in most relationships like you're gonna have your highs and your lows you're going to ebb and flow like it's going to be you're growing you grow as people together and sometimes you grow apart and that happens but like those highs become higher because you have the lows and you remember like oh this was such a great moment like this is this was a you know a moment i'll never forget this is a moment for me to remember forever and i yes i absolutely agree i love eternal sunshine like i said it was number six like i have a thing written out for it but another back of a vhs thank you uh that one i also i just love that even after they erased all their memories of each other they still had such a connection that they found each other again. Yeah. 
and well, I mean, I don't you don't know, erase just, your attraction, I guess. So it's just just the fact that they ran into each other and had that connection with no, you know, context. It just it's beautiful. It has one of the best lines in movies. Like I'm just a fucked up girl looking for her state of peace of mind. Don't assign me yours. Like this is me. Mm-hmm. Me on a good day. <laughs> Same yeah. as people, like all the fucking time. You know, like I don't need this. <laughs> Come on, don't look for me. <laughs> To find your piece of shit or whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, what's next? Uh, so next is me, and I am going with... We've got... Moulin Rouge. Oh, la la. Ooh. I love Baz <laughs> I know, I love Baz Luhrmann, and this is my favorite Baz Luhrmann film. Um, I just find this movie both heartwarming and heartbreaking which i mean when you put them together is almost always great and it's a frenetic kinetic energy like it's just you know and like nicole kidman and ewan mcgregor both like absolutely shine like you believe their love and it's it's star-crossed but like they you know like it and it has that tragic ending, which I'm a fan of, apparently. <laughs> you do love your and tragic endings. <laughs> I do. I do love a tragic ending. And I, it, it's just beautiful. I love Moulin Rouge. I will say, I know her favorite Baz movie is Elvis. Yeah, um, yeah n- nothing tops Elvis. Sorry, guys. Like, I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I used to love Moulin Rouge, like, the best. Even more than uh, Romeo and Juliet. Until Elvis came, and then everything went in chaos after Elvis. <laughs> like, what? Who is this guy? I didn't even know Austin Butler existed before Elvis. But when oh, Elvis, uh, yeah, like, that would have been. Who is this guy? Oh my god! I have angel. been aware of Austin Butler for a while, so it wasn't as shocking for me. Of like, oh, who is this hottie? Um, and it's like even he's such a fallen angel type of guy you know like you could see him even in more european movies where he explores you know like different faces and different sexual you know like ventures more than you know like boring hetero whatever fuck so yeah i just want him to be more open with whatever he can do because he's so baroque and he's so fluid and he's so i don't know even great oh my god i just i need to talk about Austin Butler like in a full Thing. so yeah you get you get it but before elvis came moulin rouge was like my baby agreed i love moulin rouge <laughs> i adore moulin rouge it makes me cry a lot <laughs> it did not make my list weirdly enough i'm always surprised when i make lists what ends up on them um but yes, Moulin Rouge is a very good choice. It's a beautiful love story. Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge almost made me question my sexuality. Yeah, this happens to me. But I, I kind of question it a lot of you guys with a lot of women. <laughs> so I don't see <laughs> No, the list is endless. I think this is like my, my first time with my sister. You know, like my sister is kind of like heads, heads. And, but she's like watching, uh, I don't know, what is her name? This Disney girl. Oh, Hilary Duff in a movie. And she was like, goodness i have a crush on her and i looked at my sister like okay <laughs> this is the first one she's like she's so beautiful i can't what an angel so but for me like it's up and down i don't think i ever have a fixed thing <laughs> <laughs> sexuality is a spectrum <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. 
How about your fourth one, Jailen? <laughs> well, it's one that I'm sure at least one on this list is on my side in it. Uh, while you were sleeping. Uh, both of us are on your side. Oh, <laughs> oh my yes. Goodness. Oh my god. What a movie. I, I loved While You Were Sleeping, and it was number seven on my... <laughs> So, it was close it was getting there oh while uh, you were sleeping is my number one it is my favorite <laughs> oh absolutely i think it's it's so good i love I, I mean sandra bullock just plays plays the role to perfection like just the heartbreak the her loneliness her like you know the belief that she's finding like some hope and she just with these people that like just radiate love and you know like it's believable it doesn't it's it doesn't feel problematic like you i think if they would have done like the gender flip version i think it would have seemed a little bit more but i never felt it like and i'm one of those people that are like i'll call it out <laughs> if i see it but i also don't like i try not to hold mo- movies against their time periods like because a lot of times we we grow as a as a society and movies change Definitely. But I really, I love that movie. And I love that she's, you know, like, she's painted as this hopeless romantic that is not this, you know, like, they usually paint these characters, like, you feel bad for them. Like, even if you are, at one point, this character, you feel bad. Like, I don't want to see this character on screen, but not this girl. You could feel like, yes, maybe she just fell in love with this guy who was out of her reach because of her... You know, like social status because of her. You know, like she doesn't have a lot of money, she doesn't have family, she doesn't have a, a, a great life per se. So you just hey, she has a cat, and she has a cat. Yes, thank you so much, Clayton, for pointing out. So, um, <laughs> and she has like I don't know, she's just this girl who exists in a small. I, I think I like these types in my female protagonists. They exist in a small world, but they're not pathetic per se, as some movies paint single women or you know like uh, small town girls or whatever and i feel like she's she's just this beauty about her that is so simple and so real and so raw and she dresses in a way that i love that doesn't seem like she's clumsy or you know like they're overrating uh, or overplaying the idea that she doesn't care about her appearance or blah 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 so for me it was the perfect combination of a woman and the idea, of course, of getting introduced into this big family and she doesn't have a family, I think it was all played beautifully and smoothly. And it's also a very soothing film. Like, you can fall asleep watching it, literally. So. Absolutely. And uh, But I will go back. The one pathetic moment is when she dunks her Oreo into the uh, cat's milk. That, really? I was just like, ugh. <laughs> that is the one moment I was like, that is one of my, the biggest movie. <laughs> Really? I was just like, no. Uh-uh. I, would, I, no, I, I just could that. not. I have a, I love cats, but I would never. Uh-uh. I don't know. I don't want to put my my input into this, so I'll just leave this point aside. <laughs> if you do that, I, all the power to you. It's just, for me, that moment, I was like, oh, that is the one thing I would not, I do not love about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I love everything else about it. Like, I can go over that, like, that one moment. It doesn't even bring it down any points. Like, it's just... Oh, no. That <laughs> it's is a, no, a it's deal breaker star. for you guys. Oh, my God, don't spend time with me. <laughs> I even <laughs> like, you just remind me, like, this is my... My mom, this is my mom's character. So imagine being, you know, like a mother and having your daughter like the opposite, like the cat licker. I can guess now why my mom feels, you know, like, oh no, why is she my daughter? Oh, I get it. Thanks for pointing out. 
Yeah, we went on for probably a solid two hours talking about why you were sleeping on an episode. We, and I don't think we said anything bad about it. We love it. It's beautiful. So Except good. that. Yeah, that part <laughs> freaks me out, but yeah, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I am very much an old cat lady, but I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're I, like you're like exactly like my mom and my sister are cat ladies. That they're like you. I'm more like me. I don't think I don't think I've met the me's of the cat clan, but I'll just keep looking. I'll keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, Clayton. So we know that's your number one. We'll go. We'll get into it more later. But what's your next one? Uh, we don't have to get more into that since we've already covered it. But I will cheat okay. a little bit. So uh, you said sleepless in Seattle. She said you've got mail. I'm going to add in Hello. just kind of as a trifecta. I just love Meg Ryan's rom-coms and Nora Ephron Meg Ryan rom-coms. So I'm going to throw in... I would have said as a tie, kind of when Harry met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle and you've got mail, but when Harry met Sally, I think is probably the best of them. I just recently watched it for another podcast. And uh, so I really kind of took a good look at it. And when Harry met Sally is pretty much a perfect film. It's so good. The fact that they're just, they hate each other. They're neurotic. Then they're friends. And then they sleep together, and then it's weird, and then they finally end up together, and it's just, it's beautiful, and it's real, and it's funny, and awkward, and just their relationship is so, it's just real, and the fact that it takes place over, like, 12 years before they finally are, like, they're perfect for each other. Everybody else can see it, but, and they're not kept apart by, like, oh, he's taking over her business, or they're engaged, or whatever. The only thing keeping them apart is that they're just fucking neurotic, and I adore that i think it's so cute mm-hmm. well and that's the thing it's another one of those movies where the romance grows like it's not just instant attraction like they hate each other at first <laughs> like he, they do not like each other at the beginning of the movie no. but by the end of it like <laughs> they grow it grows to become love and i think that makes mm-hmm. it all the more powerful instead of just like this instant like you know like i saw you from across the room now we're going to be together forever <laughs> like, <laughs> marry me like you know like yes exactly. i'm gonna like the enchanted first word of enchanted like yes i'm gonna marry this fair maiden sorry <laughs> yeah exactly i do like enchanted <laughs> i do too you guys like but even enchanted? that goes into the believable side of it because she ends up falling in love with robert because she spends time with robert yes mm-hmm. although i really wanted her to be with the crazy prince like the prince was just hilarious <laughs> like he was fucked up and dumb and i loved I mean, it doesn't hurt that James Marsden. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Well, he ends up with Idina Menzel. Everything ends up happy. <laughs> and even in the second one, they looked happy there, too. Yes. You, you guys watched the second one? I didn't want to. I don't want to see them now. Um, what? I liked it more than a like. I think a lot of people didn't. like. I, li- I ended up enjoying it. I didn't like... It's not nowhere near as the first one. The first one is very high for me, but like... This one is, it's solid. None of the songs are really that memorable to me, memorable to me except for the Idina Menzel one. But It I was cute, but was I why. didn't love it. It was just kind of, after waiting that long for a sequel, it just naturally gets built up a lot in your mind. And I don't think anything would have lived up to that. And that first movie was just so special. Yeah. 
it was cute though. I'd say watch it. I mean, it's not gonna ruin your enjoyment of the. It's not gonna ruin your enjoyment of the first one. It's not gonna blow your mind, but it is cute. Okay. Okay. I'll get close to my animation from it. <laughs> and then for my fourth one, um, I have Casablanca, which I know it seems like such a cop out because everyone talks about it, but like. It really is. <laughs> it's one of the most romantic movies ever made. Um, you know, Bogey's Steely Rick and Bergman's like, like beautiful repentant Elsa, and it's just it's beautifully done. And it's another tragic romance or a bittersweet one because no, they spoiler alert they don't end up at, together at the end, but that's okay. Like sometimes love, love doesn't mean you always end up together, like. Just they like in La La Land. Mm-hmm. Like, love love means sometimes you have to let people go. And he does. And he lets them go for not only just the good of Ilsa, but for the good of the Resistance. And I I just love that movie so much. And it's it's just so well done. I relate to the Humphrey Bogart character, to be honest. Because he's he, this is the me in real life. Like I would have a crush on Ingrid Bergman, definitely. I would be him, you know. Like play for me, Sam. I this is me. Like this is me. So I totally when I watch this movie, I feel like okay, this this is my story, and this is the object of affection. My scene of more like why are you coming up to us this year? So I would love it, but for the different reasons. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Casablanca is a classic for a lot of reasons i have nothing more to add on that it's just (laughs) it's really it's good it's good how about your last one jaylan this one is it's not just a romantic movie for me it's a movie of a lifetime it's in the mood for love by one carway like i consider it one of the best movies i've ever seen not just as romance so everything about this movie is beautiful the cinematography the music the characters the the idea of holding back you know like the idea of being also confined within you know like societal restrictions and stuff like that and the way they are even they are playing role-playing other people because they're too afraid to admit that they desire each other or they do not understand you know like infidelity like it's, it's a very complex movie but very well made and very soft and painful and aching and it's just very intense like i think i saw it 10 times and every time i would watch it i would feel the same you know, like constriction in my chest so for me it's it's the movie of a lifetime really i won't lie that's a blind spot for me but I, it's same here i've not list, seen it but i'll i've I'm heard gonna put that in my rotation <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i i it's been on my list for a long time and i've heard it, amazing things about it but now you just put it towards the top so good job jylan yes, you yes. might have some recent converts <laughs> i'm here i'm here you know i can talk about it all of my life <laughs> And then Clayton, we already did your number one. Did you have any other? Oh, I can one? I can throw in another one. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a weird one, um, and it's new. The Banshees of Inisherin. I wouldn't really? really. It is a different type of love story, I would think, because it's about two best friends who have been best friends for forever, which is a type of love. You know, it's not necessarily romance, but very much love each other. And one day, one of them just tells the other one, 
I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Don't talk to me. And just the aftermath of all that, of a long-term friendship and a love that just ends. ends. And one part of that doesn't know why. And it is so heartbreaking and funny and relatable if you've ever just had a friendship end because it, you know, grew toxic or just you grew out of it. And it's beautiful and heartbreaking and funny. And I just, I loved it so much. Um, And I'll cheat a little bit since that one is more like a friendship love. Um, I thought Bones and All was a beautiful love story as well. Which was an actual love story and also heartbreaking. It just, you know, it's got Timmy in it. And it's scary love story. It's so, like, for me, it's more like the carnage love story where you feel like you're just jumping in, you know, like, and you're devouring mm. everything about the other the partners. So yes. I, I loved it for this reason. It was so wild for me. Yes. Sean, you need to watch it. I know. I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> Sean, I'm gonna make you a list. Are you saying you have to be corrupted by me? Like I have to make you a list. Like check on. There's no excuse. I own Elvis. I own Elvis is on HBO Max, and so is Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, come on. And and I own Bones and all. Got all of them. Hey, I've been doing better, but nowhere near as good as I need to be. (laughs) Strive Um, for perfection. Always strive to do better. Mm-hmm. I'm life trying. is a constant self-improvement journey yeah <laughs> when i'm not sleeping um so my final pick is uh titanic um and it's the first romance i ever remember <laughs> i know i know it's so basic but it's the first romance. are you serious i loved it when i was uh it's it's i know it's such a basic answer but like i it's the first romance i ever remember falling in love with the romance um and i remember watching it like everyone talked about it for years and then when it came out on vhs i watched it with my parents and i just remember like being like i remember the romance and i was like oh that's nice but like yeah i would i'd always put in the second vhs where the you know starts with the slap yeah, and then goes to the, sinks to the <laughs> sinks to the bottom but like after a while i'd start to watch the whole thing and i it's very much like the first romance i really remember falling in love with in film and you know i think it's a story of you know like it's a story of survival not just physically but like mentally and emotionally um especially for the character of rose and i just i think kate winslet is just absolutely radiant in it and i just i I love when is she not well i mean but this is the movie that really like showcased it the first time like she she's just brilliant so yeah titanic is my my number one after all this you know like i'm a snob i really feel that you have the number one titanic okay i need to see sean i really need to say like sean is like oh this movie is not good for the following reason and then you have like what is your first titanic i, I was preparing I know, myself like, for your, vanilla spice latte, your pumpkin spice latte sean <laughs> <laughs> hey i went with my heart okay Not okay with yeah one, the, the your heart your heart down. that will go on <laughs> And on and on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I won't give you too much shit for it because I do quite love Titanic. I mean, dying. I'm dying to go see that 4K 3D re-release this weekend. Um, 
and I've gone to see Titanic multiple times in theaters and a million times on my own. And it's always a great time. I love it. But I would have been too embarrassed to put that on my top five. And uh, I really, I mean, it's not even in my top five, but it is a beautiful love story and a great film and is lauded for all the good reasons. Like, is it, is it still cool to not like Titanic? I, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with. I don't care. I don't follow that but stuff. It's I'm not a hipster. Still, me too. You know, this is why I like nothing. <laughs> because even if something is not cool, I just love it. But for me, like Titanic, I don't know. Maybe because now that I watch it, sometimes I feel, no, I don't feel the intensity. What happened, Jay? What happened to the old Jay? When they were flying, she was like shivering in the cinema. I thought I was having uh, something. Uh, Turns out it's something <clears throat> entirely different because it was my first sexual awakening moment ever. So, yeah. <laughs> so what happened to this old Jay? Maybe she hardened by watching, you know, like French films and Gaspar Noé and stuff like that. Oh, Gaspar Noé will do that to you. Exactly. Like, what? Dude, who are you? I'm scared to even talk to you. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, whenever I hear the music, it just, it brings me back. And it, it puts me in just this, and like, this, like, beautiful nostalgic mood. And it's not even the Celine Dion song. It's just the James Horner's beautiful James score Horner. for it. And it's probably my favorite film score of all time. Oh, um, yeah. It's the one that, like, like I've been I just... on, like, I know I gave you shit for picking Titanic, but I have been listening to this, both of the score soundtracks, you know, music from the motion picture Titanic and back to Titanic music from the motion picture. Um, <laughs> I have been listening to both of those for the past few weeks on and off just to prepare myself to go see this in theaters again. <laughs> so I can't give you too much shit about it. <clears throat> I love that we're ending our favorite love stories on Titanic. <laughs> hey, I like I said, I went with my heart and what I actually love and not some, like, I wasn't trying to go for some, like, a list of anything that I thought would be what it, it should be considered. I just went with my heart on that one. Well, I, I went with my heart on all of them. I did, too. Me, too. And my heart is a chaotic mess. Now that I see Mine too. Same, Got same it. Girl. <laughs> you're right, you're in the right spot. <laughs> uh Jylin, is there anything you wanna plug or do you wanna anything you wanna talk about that you're you're up to? Well currently yes, I'm doing more episodes on the funny gal talk with my friend Michelle. Uh, she's from New York and I'm from Egypt and we're two crazy girls just, you know, like bantering and talking about a lot of crap, a lot of shit and just having fun. And I think I'm appearing on a couple of podcasts, too. I'm working on this uh, short film with some of my American friends. I provided the story concept for it. Uh, so I'm so proud of myself for that. Um, and just, you know, like trying to be creative, trying to make art, trying to meet uh, new people. Just happy to meet you guys. Awesome. We're so excited to have met you, too. And like I said, we're going to have you on for The Crow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're or if there's anything stop. else you want to get on, because we just uh, mostly finished up our schedule for our next year. And yeah, I'm so glad we were able to make this work. <laughs> Where can people find you on the socials if they want to get to know you better or find out what you're working on or okay, anything Jai. like that? Okay, at Twitter and Instagram, it's Jailan Salman. And I also post all my poetry on thepros.com. Gotcha. 
And uh, can you spell out your Twitter Twitter handle for people? Okay, J A Y L A N S A L M A N. Jailan Salman. Awesome. Twitter and awesome. Instagram, both. So it shows. Yes. So if you want to find her, that is where you can do that. Um, if you want to find Sean and I, we are our our podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at Triple M Pod with three M's. I am on Twitter and Letterboxd at Just Happy to See You Number Two Letter C Letter U. Sean, you are at Twitter and Instagram on Murph the Smurf M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. We have a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. And uh, if you want to email us, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And uh, we just had an episode come out on Valentine. If you haven't listened to that yet, um, around the time this comes out, we will probably have an episode out on Sleepless in Seattle. Um, what else? Oh, I just had two guest episode appearances on the Smash Trivia podcast talking about warm bodies and the Drafty Quarters podcast an episode about When Harry Met Sally if you want to check those out um, yeah I think that's everything yeah Yeah. Um, but yes Jalen, please... it was... oh, oh sorry I was go just going to say Jalen <laughs> it was so awesome meeting you and talking with you and I cannot wait until we get to talk with you again me too me too <laughs> talking to you guys yes thank you for making this work <laughs> i know the timing was weird and everything no no it wasn't thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh very glad to have you and if you guys like this episode or anything please give us a five star rate and review or just a five star rate it helps people find us it helps a fuck ton and would make us really really happy and yeah but until next time We can all say see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.